This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Heineken. With all the stresses of life, it can be easy to lose perspective on what really matters. But Heineken believes that life is about being with friends and opening yourself to new experiences. Because when you live spontaneously and embrace the unexpected, it's a chance to create new stories and connections. You just have to be open to it. So enjoy a refreshingly cold, full-bodied Heineken lager today with its deep golden color, light fruity aroma, and mild bitter taste, and a crisp, clean finish. Cheers! Today's show is also brought to you by Evelyn and Bobby. Evelyn and Bobby's woman-led intimates company creates beautiful, purposeful products to make women's lives better. They've created the best underwear ever, combining unique softness with smooth, flat seams that offer a fit so comfortable, you'll forget you're wearing them. Evelyn and Bobby comes in three silhouettes in one size that fits many, with four-way stretch that moves with you. Visit EvelynandBobby.com and use code GROWN to get a free pair of knickers with any purchase. That's a $28 value only when you use the code GROWN at EvelynBobby.com. Stop, where do you dare me to draw the line? You've got my body, now you want my soul. They don't even think about it, say no, go. Yeah, I'll do anything that you want me to do. Yeah, do almost anything. That you want me to do, yeah. I can't go for that. No, no, no can do. I can't go for that. No, no, no can do. Well, all right. Well, all right. I can't go for that. Can't go for that. Can't go for that. Can't go for that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Horn break down. Praise the Lord, niggas. <laughs> We're back again with another episode of Jade's Cacophonous Tunes. Mm-hmm. I like also that. Also known as uh, Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. Where we discuss all things adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real life adult in the year of our Lord, 2018. Okay. You all right over there? <laughs> I'm doing just fine. I was just waiting for you to. So. Oh, I'm here. And I'm here oh, and accounted right. for. Well, yes. You're going to greet the people or anything? Oh, what's happening? What's happening, people? Uh, it is oh, it is Jade in the building with my so girl, funny. Kia. You know, just minding my black ass business per usual. Mm-hmm. That part. How are you, sis? I'm hanging in, man. I'm hanging on in. Life is lifing. Uh, it's October. We're into the, th- the final quarter of 2018. And, you know, I am in a stretching season. I feel like mm. I am being literally pulled in opposing directions. Mm. And it hurts and it's uncomfortable. And I hate it, but I know that it's going to make me better. It's funny you say that. 
So um, I went to sleep and I had a dream about snakes. Now, I frequently have dreams about snakes chasing me, trying to get me. Um, it's weird. I don't know. It's just always a snake. And so, you know, nigga logic is like, oh, snakes, that means I got a phony friend in my corner. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is out to snakes get in the me. Grass. Snakes <laughs> in the grass. But so Fran and I text randomly all day about any and every foolish thing. And I was like, you ever dream about snakes? So she was like, no, I don't. But dreaming about snakes means that you're feeling stagnant. <laughs> like she gave me this whole Well, you know that she has a whole library of books. You know, Fran going Fran. So as soon as I said that, I probably piqued her franniness. So um, she, she let me know that dreaming about snakes, snakes means that you're stagnant. And that, um, oh no, excuse me. Because I, I told her there were alive snakes in this dream because snakes are always trying to get me but there was also I was on a balcony and there were a bunch of dead snakes down on the ground as well and so she was like dreaming about snakes is good because that means that you're growing and I know I know especially oh it was so many dead snakes I'm triggered but she said dreaming about snakes is good because it means that you're growing and you have growth and that you're because snakes shed their skin so that means you're growing out of something and into something new. Mm. But dreaming about dead snakes could mean that there's something that's unre- you know something that I'm feeling stagnant in, and it's not allowing me the growth that I'm supposed to have. But I, what you all of that that you just said reminded me of that because it is a growing season, um, and we can see that on our calendars. <laughs> mm. Man, listen. <laughs> Oh, yay, man. Listen, 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 Linda. Listen. But I understand, sis. I'm right there with you. Kia and I have a fun announcement. We might as well get this out the way. Top of the episode. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We coming to L.A. Yeah, man. This is like brazy. We're coming to L.A. for the Women and Fems of Color Conference held at Cal State um, L.A. We Mm -hmm. will find out for sure if this is an open um conference or how it works uh but we are coming november 2nd uh we will be the opening keynote speakers for the women and fems of color conference so we thank cal state immensely for um allowing us to be a part of such a powerful event um and we are super excited to be in the building of course, you know, Jade and I are going to talk about the ABCs of adulting. And I was thinking, actually, sis, that uh, we are going to, we should target the talk since it's a woman of color uh, conference. Um, we should target, you know, these ABCs, you know, to, to like to be specific to the experiences of women of color. There are certain things that mm. we've learned um, in these bodies at this age uh, that I think are, are worth sharing with our, you know, nieces mm-hmm. and younger sisters. Um, and I think that that'll be super helpful. So I'm excited about uh, traveling to L.A. I don't, you know, get there a whole lot. I haven't, I've only been like a couple of times in my life. So I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to visit Cal State. It's going to be lit. I love Cal State. They're always showing love. Shout out to Fred, who shout we also Fred. shouted out for getting his doctorate this year earlier. 
So Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith in the building. Um, but getting grown will also be in the building. So we're super excited to share more information about that. But uh I think we should probably move on to some trash so we can just speed along right through this episode, huh? I think that that sounds like an outstanding idea. A clean up woman is a That's the remix. It is. I don't know. What. <laughs> I was like, what song is that? It's the rock her. and roll version of uh Yeah, that was, that was a that was an experience. Like <laughs> like like a guitar riff. Um <laughs> <laughs> so let's take out some trash quickly. So Portia Williams clearly has been eating her yams because she's pregnant, which I mean I didn't know that, so that was news. I to saw me. the trailer. Did you see the trailer for this season? I did not. What did it look like it was actually gonna be Ugh. interesting? I feel like it's going to be, it might be overwhelming. Like, I was watching the trailer like, oh, oh God, I don't know about all of this. Word. There are new characters. Yeah, I see Ronnie DeVoe's wife is is is, is going to be there. New developments. Mm. I mean, Portia's pregnant, and I don't think Kenya's on. Um, okay. And, I mean, it's just all kinds. We're going to get to see Eva the Diva. Yes. So I think I think that that means that she is not going to be like the amicable friend of Nini. She's going to like be all up in the mess in the mix. Oh, it was um, bound to happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that'll be exciting. But Portia, uh, along with being pregnant, is has recently um, become engaged to the well, father of her child. Congratulations to her. I know this is everything she wanted. She's been talking about yams for years now. Trying to grow some babies. Um, okay, so well. she got her wishes. Best wishes. Um, I'm going to save this one because it applies to our kitchen table talk. So we'll just move right on along. Alrighty then. Soldier Boy and Nia Riley. Who? Je- uh, Teddy Riley's daughter. Okay, the young lady with the list from Love and Hip Hop. Yes, mm-hmm. and you... Uh, and along with Jessica Dime. Oh, God, this is. And her nigga Sean. A, a motley crew. They will all be on marriage boot camp. Uh. Now, one <laughs> of these is not married. Wait, both of these are not married. Well, that's not a criteria for marriage boot camp, Clearly. evidently, because. Uh, they got Jim Jones and Chrissy on there, who we. Uh, they are common law spouses. It's not a. Uh, None of the shows on television that feature the word wife. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> none of the shows, not one show that features the word wife requires that you be a wife. This not is one. very true. You can be baby mother. It's wife adjacent. That's what they need to start calling I mean, it. I don't know. Basketball wives adjacent. The real, I don't know. Because housewives not, they're not a... Uh, yeah, so uh, listen, I'm not here to shame the people. I'm just making an observation. Please continue. <laughs> well, they're all going to be on marriage boot camp, so that's going to be a mess. Will I be watching? Absolutely not. But Certainly not. <coughs> I figured, you know, somebody listening might want to know that. You t- you kids let us know how that worked out for you. Yeah, let us know how it is to watch Soldier Boy. You all over um, WeTV. 
the Carter Five was released. Uh, I did see that on the Instagram. I've not had a chance to listen to it yet. I will. Um, I mean, you know, I have to. Like, I got to for 2005 Jade. Like, I have to for, you know, dedication to Jade. Like, I have to do it for all those times that I was an avid Lil Wayne fan and um, listened to all of his mixtapes. I fully support you. So. Will I be listening? Probably not. I know you won't. It's fine. That's neither here nor there. But it was released, and it is the first Lil Wayne album in his career not to have a Cash Money logo on it, which is well, huge. Um, but in more trash related to that, a Birdman conversation was leaked uh, that is tied to a shooting, a 2015 shooting, attempted shooting of Lil Wayne. What? Uh-huh. He was talking to this nigga in jail, right? And he says in the conversation, it's time for you to come out here and get your money, man. So he was telling the young man that he, it was time for him to come get his money. He did all he can do. And something about this being strictly business. And what really threw me for a loop is that Young Thug is somehow involved in this. Don't ask me how. I still um, don't understand how that means that he was trying to get Wayne killed. Well, apparently the 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 dude who he was having the conversation with and told him it's to uh, uh, no, it is it was leaked. Like you can hear it on the internet. Oh my! So the man he was having a conversation with, not allegedly, uh, <laughs> was the dude who was acquitted of charge. He was acquitted, I believe, but it was all tied to the shooting or the attempted shooting of Lil Wayne in 2015. And we all know that Birdman is grimy. Tony's husband is out here wilding. Um, mm. What's done in the dark will always come to light. Uh, I'm not sure how any of this um, comes full circle, but I guess we'll figure it out. Woo, niggas will kiss you in the mouth and do oh. your dirty behind your back. <laughs> My Lord today. <laughs> Throw up emoji. Um <laughs> Ooh, Rihanna released new Stunna lip paints. Oh my God, you know I am excited. I just have not had the opportunity and good fortune to visit my local Sephora. Same. But uh, I'm going to have to make that happen, man, because uh, Rihanna might be, you know, occasionally flat. But <laughs> she has really cornered the market on these here lip paints, honey. Baby, she. let me tell you how my girl is building an empire, okay? All right, let me tell you who's not mad. I, um, at all. Me. Honey, I'm going to buy all of them just for the good of the order, man. I just feel like it would be in my best interest to do so. I got a whole Moroccan Nights eyeshadow something or other palette. What I mean? And I don't know what I'm doing with it, but guess what? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so. I mean, additionally, we have to speak Robin's name for this savage lingerie line. Cause your girl um, got a couple bralettes. I I am I am just your girl definitely got a couple bralettes, and I'm very happy with them. Actually, I'm excited about all of this. You know, I. I just am always going to be here for a black person making my lingerie. That's really. I it. mean, just, I mean, I mean, just making my bras and panties because I mean, all they're all things considered anatomically, there are differences um, that you know, you know, persons of 
who are not built the way that I'm built will just not just not have any knowledge of. That's it. So, so I'm I appreciate excited. it. I appreciate it, and I'm in full support, and I'm gonna continue to support. <sighs> Bill Cosby went to jail. I don't think we talked about that. Oh, Lord. Um, he got three to ten years, and Papoose said he's innocent. And who is innocent? Said Bill Cosby and is is innocent oh. and thinks that this was all used to tarnish his brand. Okay, Papoose. I had a cab driver tell me the other day. Um, he asked me what I thought about the whole Kavanaugh case and all of that. Uh, and it was an older Haitian man, and I told him, you know, it is not appropriate for anybody to put their hands on somebody who does not consent to it. And that's my opinion on the whole matter. I think Kavanaugh is disgusting. I think he's a lying piece of trash. He is a child. He's a child because he got up there screaming and hollering like a goddamn toddler. And Watching all of this unfold has just really been... I don't know. I have to say that uh, I watched the hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, honestly, that I'm taken aback by the amount of people who are shocked by his behavior. Because, I mean, I feel like if you went to a predominantly white institution at any point in your life... Then you already know how they act. Then you saw this this type of behavior. Um, I mean, and the privilege... Took the words right out. Of, if you've ever I mean, been around young like, privileged it's like the whites, privilege Olympics. It's like the privilege. Olympics. <laughs> like literally, niggas they, is jumping over each other to show what I they mean, can get away with. I mean, I mean. So just, you know, I'm not. I was not surprised by how he behaved. Um, I thought it completely showed his character, but obviously, my opinion does not matter. Uh, but you know. The doctor, she got up there and she, you know, she recounted everything and she was honest. And she even, you know, if there were things that she left out or she had to change, she was very honest and forthright with that. I watched a few hours of it and then I saw him get up there and act a plump monkey. I mean, a donkey. And I said, well, look at him just just screaming and flailing his arms like a four year old. Like somebody walked off with all of his stuff. Like somebody took his his uh sand uh his uh his bucket in the sandbox. That's it. Like that thing was just out there having a full tantrum. Clenched teeth and tight lips and just sweating and I don't wanna go to bed. Carrying on and just like (laughs) I hate you, mom. Yes. It was so I hate you, mom. Niece. (laughs) Like sweet niece. You know, and we can't do nothing but have to laugh in the midst of this foolishness because it is a shame that women still have to go through all of these obstacle courses in order to prove what people discredit in the end anyway. You know what I'm saying? But we all believe her. His wife believes her. (coughs) Excuse me. His wife believes her. We all believe her. And... um, I don't know how we can make this end, but all I know is I really hope that their day of reckoning comes. We are in danger. I want. <laughs> I, I don't want. Uh, I feel like we have. We as a nation mm. are in grave danger, and I, I mm. just want to. Uh, I think that we all need to really take note and stock, and really just sit with the severity of all that's happening. 
if you don't know, just try your best to get informed. Um, mm. And we just now, more than ever, we all need to be perceptive to what's going on in this country. Um, we don't have time to just kind of be in our own bubbles. We got to keep our eyes open and watching because it's it's not getting real no more. It is real. It's real. Now. It's, it's really, 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 really real. When you got Cardi and, B getting up on stage telling you all you need to, you need to follow. I mean, we are in danger. Like, like uh, and I mean, I don't want to scare anybody and I'm not even suggesting that I'm living in fear or anything like that. I just, I just really need to be aware um, and awake. Yeah. I just feel like now more than ever, we are all, we all have a responsibility to be just tapped in mm. and in a position to act and be proactive in a position of, of knowing and not just, you know, floating along to get along because I've done that. Um, especially a lot, like during my twenties, I was just like, I was not civically minded or civically engaged at all. I would call my grandfather and say who I'm supposed to vote for. And he would give me a list and I would go <laughs> to the polls. Uh, but now, you know, I, you know, we, we all have to, Take the time, and the internet is there, and it's free for most of us. And some of and your we, grandparents are voting for Trump, so maybe that ain't the best. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, you just gotta know, know, pay attention. We are just woo, child, woo, the ghetto, woo, child, child, the, the ghetto. ghetto. <laughs> um, quickly, uh, insecure season fin- season finale. What'd you think? Ah, I didn't watch it. What? Oh, what? Yeah, yo, dance. I haven't had dance. I haven't had time. Okay, well then we'll um, wait and I'm, we'll talk about it. I we'll talk about sorry. it at the live show. But I will tell you that somebody, uh, Sophia, Sophia was Sophia. Shout out to Sophia. Uh, Sophia hey, sent me an yeah. Insta story, mm-hmm. um, and I saw a very small clip of Etha and Nansford having a conversation, and the caption was, "Oh yeah, it's uh, a show back." It was like live footage of the Lion Nigga Cadence. Mm. So I'm excited to get into that and see you know see it all unfold there i'm excited for you to watch it because i'm sure yeah. i'm sure that i'm gonna have i'm, I'm gonna have uh, all manner of reaction yeah i am um, i'll I say i'm not triggered though jesus I, I just don't know if i have the emotional bandwidth you might be but oh, um God. only from you know yeah i yeah but you might be. But we'll talk about it at the live show. I'll say I'll reserve. Oh my, yes, that'll be fun. I'll reserve my um my opinions for. Okay, dope. And then lastly, Smoke. we haven't talked about Black and Crew Chicago in quite some time. We've not. Please. Um, but and not here really to talk about it now. However, uh-huh. did you see that video of four uh <laughs> floating around the internet? No. What is he up to with them good teeth? So four, my my man four. Um, there was a video that also, I guess, was on an episode where he was caught, uh, his girlfriend, what's her name again? I like her. The pretty one. I don't know. Yeah. Is it Jenny? No. No. The pretty loud one with the yeah. big booty. Anyway, she, she, uh, she was like, well, what's this video? Cause it was sent to me, but you didn't send me this video. So your man's was, um, taking a video of his of his member, oh. but then he scanned uh, down and below to mm-hmm. to t- to continue the video to his 
um, asshole. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, in, you know, in the clip. <laughs> well, the people are into what they're into. <clears throat> in the clip, you know, your girl was like, so who'd you send this video to? Who is she? Who is she? And he's like, oh, it was somebody I wanted us to have a threesome with. She was like, yeah, usually in those cases, you tell me you want to. So if it's about a threesome, like text her right now. Well, the comments and all of the online that I have read suggested, they were like, uh, so listen, bust it. Mm. Your girl is asking the wrong questions. <laughs> listen, I was going to say that and I don't even, honey, you know, I am not privy. Well, I only happiness. went to go because, you know, the comment, you know, the comment section is Wu Child the Ghetto, but it can also be the comedy club. And I personally went to the comments, you know, to affirm my own Suspicions. thinking. Since <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I don't think he was sending this video to, to. Well, I mean, I feel like Stevie Wonder knew that. Jesus. Just saying. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, um, if I put that together. <laughs> if you Right. Two and two is always going to be four. It's never going to be I mean, six. every time. Every like, single time. It's never going to be five. It's never going to be three. So... Um, yeah, I guess it is what it is. And then he's been working very closely with London on the track. This is all very trash. So, you know, it is what it is. And London on the track apparently has, um, been found in the studio, uh, watching gay porn. Now this is not to shame anybody because <laughs> your preference is what your preference is. This is literally about the underlying T, the Lipton of it all that we mm. see this nigga on TV with his girlfriend and yet, there are videos floating that you have sent very secret garden areas. <laughs> there are layers. There are so many layers. It's layers. That's all it is. Jeez. It's not a shame. It's a, it's a layered situation. It's a blooming onion, honey, darling. It's a blooming onion is what it is. So <laughs> I just wanted to make you aware of that because I found it to be quite entertaining. Um and you know my good, uh, you know my good brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ community also had a good laugh off of it as well. They were like, "Sis, you're asking the wrong questions." <laughs> so, you know, we all in this together. Um, spread love. It's the Brooklyn way, and that will wrap up the trash. We can move <laughs> on to the shout out. <laughs> oh dear God, we need you <laughs> every day. Every day. My sister's popping right now, like. All right, it's time to shout out my sistrin. Um, and we have a shout out to my sister was submitted by a listener, and I'm gonna read uh, her email now. Uh, it is submitted by uh, Dahlia Henry. Dahlia says, "Praise the Lord, niggas! It is a great day to be alive. So let all the niggas say, Amen." Amen. Uh, Dahlia is shouting out her mentor, friend, and sister, fellow member of Team Typing Fast, Tiffany. Um, someone who has been on the grind for as long as uh, she's known her, uh, which is about the age of 17, uh, when uh, Tiffany came to this country from Trinidad. Bop, bop. <laughs> uh, those were her words. So I'm sorry if I did that wrong. I was just trying to... I was trying to do as uh, Dahlia asked. So. so Tiffany is a licensed clinical social worker. She's uh, currently employed at Yale University as a clinical instructor where she works with children and adolescents who are diagnosed with severe psych psychiatric disorders. 
Um, she's also an ER psychiatric clinician at Lawrence and Memorial Hospital. And she's also pursuing a doctoral degree in social work at the University of Southern California with a focus on racial justice uh, and equal opportunity. So, uh, Chow, uh, Tiffany is booked. But and busy. Uh, in, a, in addition to all of that, um, Tiffany started a nonprofit uh, called ASJ, Adventist for Social Justice, and they just celebrated their two-year anniversary this past June. Um, so uh, she also launched the Community ne Neighborhood Engagement Team at the Yale Child Study Center to improve community institution relationships and create effective ways to increase mental health services to minority communities. But through ASJ, um, she works um, on uh, works to bring uh, ASJ stands for Ad Adventism for activism in, in marginalized urban communities, and they work to bring light to social justice issues um, that you know have been neglected in the church. Um, social ju social justice issues that mar um, that uh, affect oppressed, marginalized, and disenfranchised groups of people. So um, this year they're having their third annual social justice summit in Atlanta and they have a dope lineup um, including show Baraka the same weekend as your live show in Atlanta. So she and Dahlia, um, I mean Dahlia and Tiffany will be joining us there at the live show. Um, we just wanted to join Dahlia in shouting out Tiffany for all of her yes. amazing endeavors and the wonderful things that she's doing in her own professional career and through the development of this wonderful organization um, that is really doing important work. And we just wanted you to be our shout out, sis. We, yes. we celebrate you. We're looking forward to meeting you at the live show in Atlanta. It's going to be lit. And yeah, we celebrate you. Keep doing your thing. Keep typing fast. Keep us posted on your uh, success. Let us know how things are going in your doc program. Um, yeah. Please keep us updated. You're out here. And I actually have another shout out I want to do quickly. Okie doke. Um, you actually, I didn't even tell you this because I thought it was super cute. Okay. But, hey, niggas, I'm an activities director at a nursing home in Biloxi, Mississippi. Yes, Jade. <laughs> Crying face emojis. That's oh. an inside joke. If you listen to Jade next to you, then you'll understand the obsession with Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh anyway, I was doing a manicure for one of my dementia residents. I was catching up on last week's show while visiting and painting her nails. In the part when Kia said, with my cute self, she laughed and continu continuously kept repeating it. It was Aww. so cute. For the rest of the week, she's been saying, with my cute self. Dementia <laughs> is a mysterious disease, and it's crazy how she picked up on that. Love y'all. Keep up the great work. I know y'all are not coming to Mississippi, so come to New Orleans for a live show. Love, Kiara. Oh, so Kiara. I don't even remember saying that. I don't, <laughs> but I, I thought it was really, really cute. And um, I know that dementia is something that affects a lot of families and, and, uh, and a lot of our older ones in the community. And uh, I just think it's really cute how she picked up on that. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Thank you so much, Kiara. And tell... Um, so your patient, I said, what's up? Yes. With her cute self. With her cute self. <laughs> <laughs> and that will wrap up our shout out. Make sure you are always allowed to send your shout outs to Podcast at gmail.com. If you have anybody in your life that you'd love to shout out for something um, exceptional, or even if you'd like to shout out yourself, we, are love, we would love to read them. Totally, man. Big or small, um, doesn't matter. What, if it could be business. It could be personal. 
Uh, just send your shout outs, man. We got to affirm each other, keep each other lifted. That's it. It's hard out there, especially in these crazy streets uh, that we find ourselves in now where people are so quick to scrutinize us and tear us down. Let's you shout out to my sisters a way to keep each other lifted. If it's exceptional to you, it's exceptional to us. Hey. All right. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Support for today's episode also comes from The Hate You Give, opening in select theaters October 5th and everywhere on October 19th. The Hate You Give is a story about hope and standing up for what's right. It's a film that has the potential to ignite change. Star Carter, a 16-year-old who is constantly switching between two worlds, the poor, mostly black neighborhood where she lives and the rich, mostly white prep school that she attends. The uneasy balance between these worlds is shattered when Star witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend, Khalil, at the hands of a police officer. Now, facing the pressures from all sides of the community, Star must find her voice and stand up for what's right. She must learn that in times of darkness, it's key to never stop doing what's right. The Hate You Give is based on the critically acclaimed New York Times bestseller by Angie Thomas and stars Amanda Stenberg as Star with Russell Hornsby, Regina Hall, Issa Rae, K.J. Appa, Algie Smith, Sabrina Carpenter, Common, and Anthony Mackie. Don't miss the film that critics are calling the most important story in years. The Hate You Give opens in select theaters on October 5th and everywhere else on October 19th. Support for today's show comes from Thrive Market, an online marketplace that's on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. You'll get access to thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. Whether you're vegan, gluten-free, or feeding a family, you can choose from 80-plus qualities to get everything you need, including non-GMO, fair trade certified, and BPA-free. From organic almond butter to lavender essential oil, ooh, if that don't sound like me, Thrive Market carries everything you need. They have pantry staples, cleaning products, sweet treats, the best snacks, and much more at such affordable rate. For every paid membership, a free membership is given to a low-income family, public school teacher, military veteran, or first responder. And if you don't make the $60 back in savings, Thrive Market will refund you the $60 thanks to their happiness guarantee. So I personally love Thrive Market. The pricing is moi delicious. And I got my package really, really quickly on top of that. There's also a zero waste packaging situation going on. So you don't have a lot of boxes and a whole lot of extra fluff inside. And I'm really happy. I got lots of snacks. My family got lots of gluten-free snacks because, you know, Tristan's on a gluten-free kick. I actually love Thrive Market. So it's it's really great to be able to get cleaning supplies, to be able to get snacks delivered right to my door. And now with our special link, Thrive Market is giving you an extra 25% off your first purchase plus a free 30-day trial. That's 25% off your already low prices that Thrive Market offers. Just go to thrivemarket.com slash grown to access this discount. Oh, it's time to sit at the kitchen table, boys and girls, cats and dogs, microphones and plugs, ketchup and masters. iPhones and chargers, yeah, man, uh, iPhones and adapters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. 
We are here at the kitchen table, and we reserved this particular story for the kitchen table as opposed to the trash because we want to delve a little deeper into the conversation about um, reciprocity and relationships. Oh, my, my, my. So, our good sis, Belle Calise Almanzana. (laughs) Almanzar. She's in the news again. She is, for turning herself into the police. Um, she did not get arrested and go to jail, but she did receive a mugshot and was charged with a misdemeanor of reckless endangerment and assault. Now, oh my God, what's the story here? Because I don't feel like I know it. The story behind this is that um, Cardi found out that Offset allegedly was having uh, relations with this stripper by the name of Jade. <laughs> <laughs> Super irritated. Oh. So, um, so was having uh, relations with this with this girl in the, from the strip club, a dancer from the strip club. Um, and Cardi found out about it and sent some niggas after the girl and her sister at the club. Really? When, but Cardi was at the club and she says she was at the club for Amigos' performance. So who knows? Like sent them after to do what, though? I don't know. I shake their shoulders, I guess. Clap their oh, shoulders. Man. So, but that's what she did. Cardi. Uh, Cardi. Cardi, Cardi, Cardi. Cardi. Uh, so, the conversation here is um, not necessarily about her receiving a misdemeanor. It is more so about why is she trying to fight the woman that she found out her husband is sleeping with? And not her husband. No, it's her husband. No, I'm just saying, like, why is she fighting the woman and not fighting Oh, him? right, and not her husband. Yes, no, you're right. My bad. Exactly. Like, I really feel like why... Uh, yeah, that's... I mean, I, so, like, in cheating situations, why is it so easy for us to blame the um, the person that our partner is being, you know, what, you know, I don't know. How do you phrase it? Like, is it the source of the infidelity? No, not the source. <laughs> but, you know, the, which one is the infidel? <laughs> Ooh, which uh, one is the infidel? Um, the infidel is... Okay. No, that's not even it. That's no. not what infidel means. <laughs> no, not at all, actually. Evidently not. See? That's the adulterer. <laughs> oh, the adulterer. That's, there there it is. There we go. An infidel is somebody who doesn't believe in uh religion oh, or okay my bad anyway <laughs> um that's why it's important to google words that if you're unsure i'm so glad that i just looked that up and didn't just wasn't just out here talking um so yeah why is it that we are so quick to blame the adult or blame the person that that the partner blame the person oh girl I, i'm over it <laughs> why are we so quick? why do we blame the nigga right why do we blame the other girl and not blame the nigga right there we go in layman's in, terms in, you know in layman's terms i was trying to find a diplomatic way to say it's okay. it in an sometimes you just way. gotta sometimes you just gotta put it out there i didn't want to be exclusionary i don't want to <laughs> marginalize anybody i'm just saying not the adulterer we blame the niggas in a general the, sense and niggas in a general sense so yeah why is that and I mean, my question to Cardi would be, I mean, you look at Cardi's life and you see 
this year has been an amazing year for Cardi. Ooh, so good. Like, you want to talk about a glow up? And then even following her incident with the shoe, which, by the way, no, 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 nothing has been pressed. No charges have been filed on that. Um, aside from the shoe, your girl's still out here living her best life, performing at fashion shows, looking the best she's ever looked in her entire I mean, <laughs> like life. I mean, I stand. <coughs> I stand. Cardi gave like. Nobody did Cardi, uh, Fashion Week better than Cardi. When she came out in that hat and that dress, I said, oh, my God. I was literally in my office cursing and carrying <laughs> on. Oh, my God. Like, it was a moment. It was. But, I mean, all of not only that, but, like, the ways that her music is charted. She's broke, broken national, international records. She's up she's here. Collaborating she's collaborating with right. wonderful she's people. Pulling, pulling numbers like icons and people who've been doing this for years and this is her debut album so and you can hate I, on the fact that she doesn't write her own music or she doesn't do this she doesn't do that you but you have got to appreciate and right and give her her respect for her glow up because she's she's really she's really done a fantastic job of doing so all that being said given all of these wonderful things that have mm -hmm. happened for Cardi this year, I really hate that. She's dumb behind um, a nigga. I just feel like, sure, we don't know all of the ins and outs of their relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and all of this is speculation and just based on what we know through social media and everything else. But it just doesn't seem like this relationship is serving her. Um, or it is even, not even serving her, but it doesn't even, it doesn't match her glow up. No. At all. No. It doesn't, it, to me, I feel like this is, I don't know. I man. feel and like it, it's this, a slight handicap if we're going to just be perfectly I mean, honest. Honestly, I mean, she's <laughs> now, because it, it's all about like when things are moving in your life, you literally have to be careful because if you don't grow, this is why uh, it's important for you. One of the things I pray for all the time is that, uh, that I, I mature and grow. Um, I don't. I don't want to blow up before I'm ready. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to blow it. I feel like when things happen fast, when you glow up fast, and your mindset doesn't change, you're in a real compromising position. Because, I mean, given all that, um, all of the things that she has has accomplished this year. She would really throw it all away over some strippers. Right. Because the thing about it is the reason why I don't have, like, I'm not hating on the on the um, Harper's Bazaar situation. Excuse me, I'm eating bread because I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, is because I get it. Somebody out there running their mouth all over the place you want to eventually be like, what's up? But in this particular situation, you fighting behind a nigga. It makes me wonder who's around her. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes me wonder who's around her because at some point, I feel like now I've been really specific about curating a circle such that, like we talked about before, like, y'all niggas gonna call me out. You know what I'm saying? 
Like before we and I mean we do it now, Jay. I get on you all the time. All the time. About like like when you get into it in your road rage and you be out here kicking cars and throwing everything else. And and when you do that and I, I fuss at you all the time, like when Noah in the car, I was like, sis, you got more to lose now. Right. And will. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like and you got Kia more to lose. Is now. out here talking about Blah blah blah. I'm so trash. <laughs> when I'm the shittiest person alive, okay. I'd be like, "What are you even talking about right now, doctor?" <laughs> like, I'm saying though, like, and, and I, I trust. I mean, we've been in situations, right, where like, you know, words were exchanged. You know, things get heated, and I think I, I, I don't want to tell too much of the business, but like, I have heard you say. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm laughing because I'm thinking about what happened, but uh, like you say stuff like I will catch a case for you, <laughs> <laughs> well, like would, if but... something were to go down, <laughs> like you would take the fall for me because I got too much to lose at this point. That's all I'm saying. Like is what I'm saying. So I mean, it just makes me wonder who does Cardi have around her. Like, shouldn't somebody be pulling pulling her to the side and saying, "Girl, calm down. Think about this. Think about this. Like, go what, go, it, go, go beat him up. Like, if well, your beef is not with these strippers, it's not because if it's not these strippers, it'll be a, another set of strippers or somebody uh, else. Exactly. It could be the girl down from the Cinnabon at the Linux Mall. Like, you never. It could know. be anybody. It could be the flight attendant on the plane. One of the wild and be, out girls. Like, you never listen, know. <laughs> like, I mean, they're just. I, I don't know. It just makes me, it makes me wonder, like, what is it about, like, this is a risk of getting in relationships, su- committed, sustained relationships before you have the opportunity to really learn and know yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, man. And so, so Key and I were talking about this on live earlier, and, um, you know, it led to the conversation where I let her, you know, I knew a, f- a friend of mine grew up with her mother saying things to her like, um, you need to marry a man who loves you more than you love him. And I'm not so does saying that, suggest, that. Does that suggest that the the man, I mean, I feel like I've heard that before too. I have too. And, and, and let me just also disclaimer I don't agree with that statement. <laughs> I, I don't either. But is it is it taken from the standpoint? I mean, for whatever the way I've understood it is like you should partner with a man who has more to lose, <laughs> or who depends on you more, or who is just into you more, like has invested more in you, such that if the relationship comes to an end, you're not um, just out here. Yeah, you haven't lost right. all that much. But I feel like that is a really problematic way of thinking about things. It is. It, it And it ties to that. It also can tie to if you marry a man who loves you more than you love him, then he. I, I believe that this way of thinking, should I say, um, suggests that if you marry a man who loves you more than you love him, then he'll be more loyal to you and faithful to you and you won't have to deal with, you know, a rack of foolishness within a relationship. But again, that is a problematic way of thinking. And I mean, furthermore, the lie detector term the lie detector determined that that is also a lie. <laughs> right. Like, duh. I feel like a nigga uh, can love you down and still cheat on you. 
I mean, I not feel saying, like no, if, let if me a not nigga's going to cheat, then he's going to cheat. He's going to cheat, but I'm sorry. A person, hmm, this is touching. <laughs> um, a person who has respect for you. A person can love you and not have respect for you, but they're not. that means they're not loving you properly, should I say. Because I don't want to, um, I do not want to suggest at all that I believe that real, true love um, comes with that. <laughs> so that's why I'm trying to make sure I say this as properly as I can. Um, but what was my original point? I don't know. <laughs> What were we saying? <laughs> we were talking about uh we were talking about the saying, like, you know, we were talking about how people say find a nigga who loves you more than you love him mm -hmm. so that he won't cheat on you. And that's not true. Right. That's not true. That's not true. Um people fuck up every day, B. Um I mean, yeah, I mean there's just a lot more there. I guess I guess That's layered. I, that's layered. That's very that's layered. Very layered. <laughs> it's very layered. And I think that's why we wanted to talk about it because I I just wonder, like, looking at Cardi, Cardi and Offset might be a case study, right? And for thinking about um, relationships and when, what determining, like, how to advocate for yourself in... Um, I don't know. It just made me... This sounds really cliche, but it makes me feel like it makes me think of that saying like standing in love versus falling in love mm -hmm. because it, it makes me feel like another thing that I think is problematic is that the way we talk about love and what that looks like as expressed between two people in relationship, a lot of times it seems like uh, people believe that love is being loyal through infidelity and all kinds of like drama and just mess right mm -hmm. like holding you down you're gonna hold me down through all of this right right right. and you know and and people who choose to stand up for themselves or people who choose not to pr pr proceed in relationships after these things you know you kind of hear them kind of um you know their loyalty being being questioned uh and I mean, it just makes me think of like, when is enough enough? Like, what is the, how do, what do you, when do you, when right. do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's not, because this is not the first time that we've heard Quavo uh, <laughs> offset. And why do I, I always get them all confused? Uh, it's okay. Offset, I'm sorry. But yeah, this is not the first time that we've heard offset Amigo has Trin. cheated on, on Cardi. We, this is not the first no. time. No, it's not. And, the thing about it, is that what what it comes to the question like, when are you gonna have enough respect for yourself to stop dealing with this? Because this is clearly a person who has a problem. This is clearly a person who has who has an issue with a monogamous relationship and does not know how to keep his dick in his pants. So when do you stop and say, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this anymore because it is not healthy for me. It is a terrible example for my child and it is not what I deserve because I have yes. showed this nigga the utmost respect and um, loyalty. I mean, assuming that she has, right? Because we don't know. We the don't dynamics. know. Again, yeah, we yeah. don't know all the ins and outs. But from what we do know, I know. We don't hear about Cardi being caught out here. The way we hear about this nigga. 
Right. Not saying that that doesn't mean that she's not doing anything because we know that women tend to be a bit more discreet. But we also but, know that niggas tend to be a lot less forgiving. Mm, if we're gonna put it out there. Ain't that a niggas word? Niggas tend to be a whole <clears throat> lot less forgiving when some because, shit is done mm, to them. Because absolutely. The, then you become all kinds of hoes and this and that. When when a nigga does it, he fucked up. But when you do it, I mean, from the, the beginning, the world. I didn't tell you about the dude that I met at uh, the barbershop. Oh, and he was just, I know, right? I don't know why I keep <laughs> going into this lion's den. I just don't understand it. I'm literally taking my life in my hands we'll every time together, I go in. Literally. <laughs> literally. Um, <laughs> I had an interesting conversation this weekend. I'm sorry, I'm totally tangent. Mm-hmm. But I had an interesting conversation this weekend with a with a friend of mine who was talking about how, like, I should almost expect to be objectified and treated these ways in barbershops because barbershops are literally the only place that men have left. And I'm like, that is some oh, bull swanking. Gosh. Okay. See, but we can talk about that. We can talk about that later. That's, you know, that goes, you know, what I don't even, I'm not even really trying to be out here and like, you know, um, protest sign you all to death, but, um, or Tumblr word you to death. But if that don't tie right on into rape culture, Because that's where that kind of thinking begins. Like, you should expect that a nigga is going to nigga in a barbershop because that's all a nigga got. Excuse me? No, I should expect that a nigga has a mother and he knows how to act wherever he goes. That's what I should expect. I should expect that a nigga doesn't feel entitled to a woman or her body because he sees it and he likes it. Right. But that's another conversation. Yeah, we can definitely we can (laughs) table uh, for the table talk. But uh, I I I hope I didn't forget what I was gonna say. But yeah, Um, at the okay, I met this dude at the barbershop. He legit said to me, uh, he was interested. Right, asked me first question. One of the first questions he asked me was, "Am I single?" Right. Okay. So I asked him the question. Right. Are you single? Uh No. I said, so if you're not single, what does it matter if whether I'm single or not? Like, like, well, like, and he was, I guess, suggesting basically that uh, me not being single but being willing to talk to him had implications, right? But him being single, him not being single, but pursuing me was like, you know, just par for the course, right? It's like, well, what that got to do with me and you right now? He legit said to me, um, he legit said to me, like, you know, I kinda, I'm kind of in this situation with my child's mom, but I do as I please. So, oh, like, whatever happens wow. between you and I, like, whatever happens between you and I is none of her concern. Wow. Wow. Right? But if I were to say the same thing to him, I would be... It would be a problem. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, this this is so rich. The audacity. Like, like oh, my God. The right? audacity. The negacity of it all. Niggas have a whole lot of like negacity moments. <laughs> they no, say I mean, a whole just, lot of dumbass shit. <laughs> I mean, it's just think about the ways uh, that, you know, the double standards that exist and the ways in which men privilege themselves. Ooh, privilege. And kind of like, and kind of like throw their privilege around in ways that they don't even realize. Because it's socially accept, expect, socially accepted mm-hmm. for them to to act and behave in these ways. So we are expected, 
We are expected to deal with them cheating on us time after time after time after time after time after time after time. After time. We're expected right. to deal with a bevy of disrespect. And we've been conditioned to um, think that this type of disrespect is uh, is okay. And then what Cardi is doing is projecting that feeling of being disrespected onto the wrong parties. So it brings us to, I guess, the conversation of, you know, where we where we tie everything back together, where we were talking about, you know, my friend's mom telling her that she should marry somebody who loves her more and so forth and so on. It, do you believe that reciprocity is important in a relationship? Uh, I do. Um, I I also feel like with that, um, we need to be clear about expectations in a relationship mm-hmm. um, and articulate them to the people who are we, we are in relationship with. Because um, we cannot just leave it up to kind of like chance or what we saw our parents do or you know oh especially not in 2018 yeah because (laughs) i feel like we just and i wonder if that's what's happening right because we've heard about and i mean this is all speculation and i don't want to generalize or assume anything but cardi's been really transparent about her her start right her origin where she came from Mm -hmm. what she what she's been doing before these times and it makes you wonder like what kinds of relationships and models of relationships she had access and exposure to. Well, um, I don't, I'm not going to I, I put anything on her parents because I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We don't know. But I but know that wonder. this is not her first unhealthy relationship. I know it's not her second unhealthy relationship. R- Cardi told a story of how she, um, was in a relationship with a dude, and this is how she began dancing. She was in a relationship with a dude, I believe he was a dealer, who kept her locked in a room all day with his mother and two pit bulls. Oh. And she had to start dancing in order to be able to get out of that situation and make money to take care of herself. But it's like... This... you Like, you've been at your lowest... And you are at your greatest right now. And you are allowing somebody control and power to drag you down to that low point again. Even if it's not in that exact same sense. Right. And I don't know. I just think it, to me, it's a lesson for me and like just making sure that we continue to make sure that our our personal development and who we are, like, you know, the the work that needs to be done in terms of identifying who you are and what's important to you and what you value. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think that goes hand in hand with your professional glow up. Absolutely. Um, because I think without that, you get in situations like this where you have someone who is literally at a climax or a peak professionally, but still dealing with, personal issues that that like you said can bring them down mm-hmm. or compromise mm-hmm. you know all of their success and i hate to hear it honestly because I, I mean cardi is the people's champion she honestly is just someone who i've just been so happy to root for 
and watch her because I, I truly appreciate her being her authentic self in spaces that, uh, you know, you wouldn't expect her to be. And she doesn't change or change herself to try to fit in these spaces. She is herself in every space. Mm -hmm. But that being said, you know, you can maintain the identity of who you are, but continue to evolve and grow and be better. Mm -hmm. um, and if, I mean, I almost wish that I could be like Cardi's big sister and just, you know, let's go to brunch and let's talk. Like, you know, sis, let's go to brunch and let's talk about, you know, ways that we can make sure that you sustain your success mm -hmm. like without without you doing that personal work and figuring out stuff on you know that level you still you will still be out here making impulsive reactionary choices that could literally throw throw it all all away because mm -hmm. i mean like number one records and grammys and and stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, all that other stuff, that don't mean nothing. Um, I mean, culture. Like, who is going to change culture's diapers and right. get her bottles and stuff together? If you out here, you know what I'm saying? I just wish. Just like we playing Cardi's baby shower, I really want her to come on over here so that we can have Our intervention. some, you know what I'm saying? Come over here so we can have some. Prosecco with a splash of Hennessy and just have a, <laughs> a real conversation. Let's sit down and just ch let's chit chat. That's why I think it's important yeah. for us to be transparent about about the things that we're dealing with and thinking and receiving feedback. Just like somebody can, because I feel like I can help get Cardi together because Latoya and Crystal and Jade and Fran have got me together on many an occasion. Keisha, Nakia, everyone has sat me down and said, sis, you are in danger. <laughs> delete, that delete that nigga's number, block him, all yeah. manner of things, right? Yeah. Somebody, exactly. Get that nigga out your phone. And if I hear about you done been talking to him, me and you are actually going to fight. These are the people that you need to have in your corner on your team. Like where them flowers come from? That nigga sent exactly. you flowers. Burn exactly. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I will never, I will never forget. I'm like, oh, Son. I said, okay, Crystal this is not like, to put Aki's business out there because we're not gonna do that. But I will say <laughs> that we were at Crystal's house and I said, oh, Crystal, who sent you flowers, bitch? Oh, you those some beautiful flowers in your window. Who sent you flowers? They were like. Oh, those flowers aren't for me. Those are Kia's flowers. I said, well, who sent you flowers? <laughs> this nigga. I was like, mm. Kia. Mm. Crystal, was, Crystal was like, that young man sent Kia some flowers. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay, bet. Did he now? Mm -hmm. Burn those flowers. Honey, and an intervention pursued <laughs> from that very point. So I just feel like we, can we invite, we need to invite Cardi. She's just, Oh, I just want to let us all have a moment. Can we invite Cardi table. to the kitchen table? Right. Like, what advice would y'all give Cardi? Get off of that. The heart wants what it wants stuff now because you got a whole lot more at stake and you've got to be an example for your child. You know what I'm saying? And there's got, I know there's give and take in a relationship and, um, you know, everybody has their strengths and their weaknesses, but the weaknesses of the other person can be so great that you about to catch a case. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Behind it. Um, you don't have to deal with it when it comes. You don't have to deal with that. You don't have to. You're choosing to. 
And you need to ask yourself why you are continuing to choose somebody who is not continuing to choose you. Oh, man. Well, yes. Thus concluding our conversation. Let Help us get Cardi to the kitchen table. And if you have some advice for Cardi, share it in the comments. Send us a tweet. And if that applies to you as well, if there's honey, anybody out here listening who... And don't feel no shame, honey, because no. I, I done been the subject of many an intervention. Listen, <laughs> say, <laughs> and, you know, and I hosted my own as well. And you know what I'm saying? Like, don't feel shame about it, but just think about it. Like, even if it's something that you're going through privately right now, hopefully something here resonated with you where you realize that there are certain things that you don't have to deal with. And, you know, that's, that's, that's just, you're not by yourself. Ain't. So we can actually wrap this right on up and move right along to the honesty box. Honestly? Truly. All right. Let's get into this honesty box right quick, right quick, right quick. Hey, cousins, I'm going to cut to the chase because I could go on forever about how much I love you guys. Oh, sugar love. We love you, too. I'm 25 and I live in L.A. I've been actively trying to date and give people a shot, but every time I go on a date and a dude says something stupid, I immediately can't stand him. At me next time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Last night after work, I got drinks with this dude from Bumble. Don't judge me. It's hard for a baby-faced girl to meet people on the street. LMAO. Grown people think I'm in high school. Come on, Bumble. Uh, okay, right? Come on, babyface. We got to talking, and the first red flag was when he said he didn't like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and there's only you, one song. There's only one song he likes. Halo. Well, that needs to be the red flag, honestly. <laughs> well, that's another conversation. That is another one, but that needs to be the red flag. First of all, if you don't like Beyonce, I just can't trust you. So then he said he was a Nas fan, and I said I can't stand behind Nas right now. And then he went into his whole rant about how basically he doesn't believe Khalees because they're going through a divorce and Nas hasn't commented on it. Which he has in a very long Instagram post, but whatever. He's an attorney who defends insurance companies. So that's what I got out of that, that he likes to play devil's advocate. Fast forward to later in the date, he asked if I could date outside of my race. We're both black, and I said yes. But it's hard because I don't like having to explain blackness, and I don't want to have to deal with racist families or friends. Basically, we got on the topic of non-black people saying nigga, and he said he doesn't care. Mm. End of story. I care. Once I don't see eye to eye or at least understand respect why someone feels a certain way, I'm off of them. My mom always tells me to pick my battles, but I always feel like everything is worth fighting for. Basically, I'm wondering when you guys feel like it's fine to agree to disagree, not necessarily in these specific situations, but in general. I always look at the deeper meaning or at least what I think someone's stance means. And if it seems like red flags to me, I'm out. Beyonce, whatever. Nas and Khalees, eh, he's a fan. Nigga, hell no, because your white friends ain't saying that shit around me. Don't care if they're singing a song or using it as a term of endearment. Love your favorite little cousin. You want to give her a pseudonym? Let's call her Shondalay. Uh, Shondalay. So, <clears throat> sis, what advice do you have for Shondalay on agreeing the borders and the lines of agreeing to disagree? I mean, I think it, uh, 
<laughs> so uh, I'm trying to be uh, pragmatic in my response, right? Mm. Because I think it's not realistic to expect that you will agree with your partner about everything. Agreed. But I, I do believe that you should weigh the, uh, or, you know, measure or weigh, like the weight of the things that you disagree about should be something that you consider very thoughtfully. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that only, like, I'm struggling because I mean the big the big red flag here for me is like it's okay for white people to say nigga. That now okay so <laughs> because that begs further questioning. I need to know your rationale behind that. There is none, um, and there is none. But I mean, I mean, it just make it also makes me question what that says about you and what you know my capacity to trust you. So if we get in a situation. Where a white person calls me a nigga, what you gonna do? Right. That's where my my mind goes. Um, mine. So and I don't know, but uh, <laughs> mine is just like what? <laughs> well, that's not okay. That's not that's not okay at all. Actually, no, you cannot. No, mm -mm. I think um, there you're. It, it is unrealistic to think that you are getting ready to agree on everything. Um, but I think if you can at least intersect at your core values, um, then you have a foundation to stand on. Uh, is Beyonce a core value? Um, the, uh, the irrational, uh, the irrational fan inside of me would say yes, but the, <laughs> the realistic, the realistic part of me is no, that is not, that is not a part of an, you know, an institution of a healthy relationship. <laughs> um, the Nas and Khalees situation. Uh, that's another one where, okay, everybody has their opinion because the details and all of the instances surrounding this particular situation are a little blurry, especially mm. as more things come out. Did you know that Khalees, didn't put this in the trash tangent, did you know that Khalees, um, like the her nanny, her former nanny, just basically won a case of seventeen thousand dollars because Khalees left her in the UK and refused to get her home and fired her. Whoa! But anyway, anyway, I'm not saying that to say that I'm on Nas's side or anything along those lines. I was just a little tidbit that I thought of <laughs> in this. <laughs> Yikes! But that is... is that something that is? Um, I think you know something that you need to. Uh. Not necessarily, you know what I'm saying? Now, if a nigga's saying, well, you know, I think that it was fine for Nas to stop paying the rent on the house and, like, leave his Wi-Fi and drive, then that's when you need to start trying to read between the lines and see what somebody is talking about. But I think that, you know, you might have a little bit of the Seinfeld syndrome. Um, Do you know what the Seinfeld syndrome, you know, Sein do you watch Seinfeld? Uh -huh. I do. I, I have watched Seinfeld. The Seinfeld syndrome, which I have labeled, is when you are extremely picky and the smallest thing will turn you off on a date. Um, Jerry has stopped 
dating women because their hands were too large. He didn't like the way they spoke. <laughs> like, it's been a number of things and very small things. Um, and that can get exhausting. And that's also, you might want to check yourself and make sure, because you could be saying things that also completely have somebody being like, what? And this is not about you directly. Um, what do we say her name was? Shondalay. Shondalay. This is not, you know, but you might just want to check yourself and, you know, is this something that that is that warrants me completely cutting this person off? Um, and a little disagreement or, you know, a little disagreement or, or not seeing eye to eye on something small should not hinder you in getting to know somebody. But if there are red flags such as, I don't care if white people say nigga, which is a huge red flag for me, that warrants you being able to cut somebody off with, you know, and it's fine. So I would just think, I would try to, you know, fill out the the weightiness behind what it is that they're saying. Is this like, you know, something that goes completely against everything that you believe, or is this something that, you know, you can look past because there are other, maybe you like B2K and he thinks they're the most ridiculous group in the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, the, the, uh, for me, what I'm hearing is I feel like all the, the common denominator or the theme that runs through all of the things in her email is your boy just sounds like a contrarian. Like it sounds like, oh, he's no, he have, sounds like an asshole. Yeah, like he's gonna have the dissenting opinion. He doesn't. Yeah. Want, he doesn't like to go along with whatever the conventional, uh, you know, thought or practice is. He's always gonna present absolutely. You know, the opposite perspective or whatever, which is fine. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't read too deep into that. I think another thing to really consider is like you know, it might not become apparent whether or not how how big a, a deal that these things might be. Um, it may take time for those things to be revealed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it might be too early for you to determine whether or not these are deal breakers. Uh, you know, it all depends. Is this somebody you just going to date right now? Is this somebody that you feel like you have a future with? Is this somebody you feel like you're going to end up marrying? Um, and I, that will, that should, you know, be useful in determining whether or not these are things you're going to be able to deal with. Am I going to be able to deal with this fact that this nigga don't like Beyonce for the next six months versus am I going to be able to deal with the <laughs> fact that this nigga don't like Beyonce for the rest of my life? Right. Now, this mm -hmm. particular nigga, I, I, um, I fully endorse you getting rid of him. He sounds terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, as far as your overall question about, you know, and in, in statement about you you know, sometimes quickly cutting niggas off because you don't agree with them. Overall, I would say, try not to be so picky. In you know, when it if it comes to small things, um, and like he has said, think about think about things in a long term view, and that'll help you figure out whether or not this is something you can deal with, and be reasonable. We all love our good sis Beyonce. But she should not be the basis on whether or not it's going to work or not work <laughs> with a nigga. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope that was helpful. 
um, you feel free to cut this nigga off. And <laughs> <laughs> insurance is a scam anyway. Uh, oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, continue to send your honesty box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. And let's go ahead and wrap on up with these petty peeves, though. This episode of Getting Grown is also brought to you by Kapari. Deodorant is something that we use every day, but it's not something that a lot of us think about, which is unfortunate. That's why I'm telling you about the aluminum-free deodorant that changed the game for me. Kapari. Kapari's coconut deodorant is an aluminum-free deodorant that does not suck. Instead of plugging up your sweat glands, Kapari's deodorant takes care of smell without messing up your body's natural patterns. And it works. It fights odors with plant-based actives such as sage oil and coconut oil. Kapari's deodorant is great for sensitive skin and doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue. Just the sweet, subtle scent of fresh coconut milk. Reordering is easy with a deodorant subscription. Just choose how often you want to receive it and they ship it to you automatically, sis. And for free, so you never run out of deodorant ever again. Be sure to check out Kapari's new campaign, The True Stinks about aluminum and all the reasons you don't want it in your deodorant. So I've been using Kapari for a little while now. I'm walking around here smelling like a pina colada and the boys can't take. I'm telling you, it really does smell good. Um, and it keeps me dry. It doesn't stain my clothes. I'm a big fan. And this subscription situation is lit because, you know, it's one less thing you got to pick up at the Target. They send it straight to the house. For the, for the no-no, honey. Not even for the low-low. For the no-no. Get you some Kapari. It's going to change your life. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash grown to make the safe switch today. And you can save $5 off your first order when you subscribe. That's Kapari. K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash grown. Kaparibeauty.com slash grown. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. It's the petty parade. So, my petty peeve this week, um, I had a catering at the Queen's Botanical Garden. Um, it was a wedding, actually, for an older couple, a widower and a divorcee. I think they were in, like, their 60s. Anyway... I give you all of this because that also shows you um, the majority of the crowd that was there. So this, they were fed, okay? They were given breakfast because it was an early wedding. It was at noon. So the guests were to start arriving at 10, 30, 11 o'clock. They had breakfast appetizers and coffee and tea and scones and little salmon sandwiches and things like that. And then the ceremony happened, and then they had past appetizers. And then the food came out in a buffet style. These people crowded the line like they'd not eaten in years. Like it was a famine. And then when I tell you, the minute somebody picked up the last green bean, <laughs> this man comes into the kitchen and says, you're out of green beans. You need to replace the green beans. Now, this is also the same man who said earlier, the first batch of coffee was good. The second one was weak. So people like that irritate me because that I actually have two. It's a double fold petty peeve. Number one, 
don't complain when you're not paying for shit. If you're getting it for free, you don't have a right to complain about it. You're at a wedding. Talk shit about it when you leave like every normal other person in this world. The chicken was dry. The rice pilaf. I'm tired of having rice pilaf at weddings. Like, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? That's human. Talk about it in the car. Don't complain to the caterers or whoever at the wedding because nobody cares what you think. Second of all, my main petty peeve where this was, I had to go up to that man. I said, sir, do you go in the kitchen in the re at restaurants? He said, no. I said, then don't ever do that again. Don't come into the kitchen for anything. Wait until somebody from the staff comes out. The green beans just ran out. We will replenish them quickly like we have been doing with everything else. But don't ever bring your raggedy ass back into the kitchen to tell me what is out on the buffet line ever again. Go sit your ass down somewhere and eat what's available like everybody else. That's my petty peeve. That irritated oh the life out of me. I I I, I can tell. <laughs> and I, I think you are you are completely like your feelings are warranted and completely valid. Thank you, sis. What's yours? Yeah. Oh, my dear God. Okay. Um this is really petty. <laughs> really, really <laughs> petty. I'm just gonna warn you all right now. Um I went to um I mean it's so oh god I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this cuz I I feel like y'all are going to be like yeah you're doing a lot but um if we don't like I don't like when people There's this lady in my building. I'm going to just tell a story. Mm -hmm. There's this lady in my building, and um, she is Ethiopian. And we don't, uh, like, we don't speak. <laughs> like, she's not, she's not the friendliest lady. I think there was, like, once upon a time I spoke to her or, you know, and I thought, oh, maybe she didn't hear me. I spoke to her a couple of times, and then I realized that she was just, like, not responding to me. Um, and there was another person, a friend of mine who lived in my building who was Ethiopian. We got in the elevator at the same time and she started talking to her in their language. And after which the lady started to talk to me. And my friend basically said in so many words that she was like vetting me. What? It's like she needed, she needed to talk to like whatever she, I don't she didn't she wouldn't tell me exactly what they said but it was kind of along the lines like she just wanted to make sure that you were not like street trash like like or like um I don't know but it made me feel away um so now like she basically was like she had to like clear me like that lady just seeing me as a black person in this building was not sufficient she had whatever assumptions she had about me as a person kept her from 
speaking back to me when I said hello to her in the morning. Mm -mm. But I guess my friend assured her that I was not a derelict of society. <laughs> and now when she sees me, she be like, good morning. And I just be looking her dead in her face like, no. I'm not like, like no. No, because I, I, no. I tried this with you. No. I'm like, keep that same energy. Keep it. Keep that same energy. <laughs> that same energy that you had when I first moved in this building or when we first came across each other, we first crossed each other's paths. Keep that same energy. Like, it was almost like my friend was like, you know, I did hear. I was like, well, what did she ask you? And the questions made me. She she didn't go into detail because I think she could tell I was getting offended. But it was almost like she asked my friend, like, what do I do? Where do I work? All this kind of stuff. Like, she wanted to make sure that I wasn't in here, like, running a brothel or something. I don't know. First of Child, all, the fact I, that I get in this elevator quietly and mind my business and speak to you should show you right then and there that I have manners. I mean, I mean, first of all, and I'm not trying to knock on your door and go in your living room, sis. All I said was good morning. Yeah. So, yeah, my petty peeve is if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Free yourself. <laughs> okay? And you don't get to change your mind. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Keep that same energy. If you felt the way about me, whatever your initial judgments were, once you find out that you was dead wrong, I'm not really ready to forgive you yet. Y'all still going to have to pray for me. That's why I said this is really petty. The Lord is working on me because I know at some point I might have to speak back to this lady. I feel like that's just the proper thing to do. But I'm not ready. Nah, for what? I'm not ready. <laughs> and I just don't like her. I don't, I don't care for that because I felt like she judged me. She did. Without knowing me. And I just feel like, girl, who are you? Nobody. What do you do for a living? Exactly. Because I see you all times of the day and night and you be here in your pajamas. I'm the wrong one because um, I'm not here for it either. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to this lady in my in my house, in my building a few times. And when, they, when she would not speak back, I was like, oh, bet. You ain't got to tell me three times, sis. Thank you. Anyway. That wraps up another episode of Getting Grown. Oh, sure does. Cannot wait to see you all this week, New York City. Um, I believe there's still some tickets available, so come out and kick it with Kia and I this Thursday, along with Joy Marie McKenzie of Essence for the Taking Out the Trash segment, mm -hmm. the Budget Nista for the Kitchen Table Talk, and the Friend oh, yes. Zone will be hosting so um, it's going to be a really, really good time. Kia and I can't wait to kick it with you all. So make sure you come out this week to Tada Youth Center uh, for the Getting Grown Live show, 8 o'clock p.m. It's going to be a blast. And also, um, in the meantime and in between time, drink your water. Yup. Mind your business. And remember to moisturize. Why, sis? Because your black will definitely crack if it's dry. Yeah, from the top to the bottom, just cracked. Cracked. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Sound effects. Bye. And finally, thanks again to The Hate You Give for supporting this week's podcast. The Hate You Give, based on the New York Times bestseller by Angie Thomas, hits theaters everywhere on October 19th. When Star Carter's best friend is shot at the hands of the police, she must find her voice and stand up for what's right, all while navigating two separate worlds. The mostly black neighborhood where she lives and the mostly white prep school that she attends. 
The Hate You Give opens in select theaters on October 5th and everywhere else on October 19th. Check it out. <gasps> Good times. Okay. Um, anytime you're out from under. Good times. Knocking hustle. Knocking hustle. Killing your head out of water. Making a way where you can. Temporary layoff. Good times. Easy credit ripples. Hey, it ain't a child. Ain't we lucky we got do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.